question of where we are from. Uh, so we used to live in Phoenix, Arizona. Now we don't live anywhere. We've been traveling the world since January two thousand. I like to say we live everywhere. We live everywhere. The world is our <laughs> oyster home. Whatever that actually means. Oyster home? Yeah, oyster home. I don't think you can oyster. say it that way. From some far-flung corner of the globe. Wait. The globe is a sphere. How does it have a corner? Shut up. This is the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. Now with even more Shivo and a few of their traveling friends. Each of them sharing stories of everyday experiences of travels around the world. Hello, vicarious travelers, and welcome to Brisbane, Australia. My name is Evo Terra, and along with my lovely wife, Sheila Day, I thank you for following along with our travels around the world. Coming up on the program, an audio recap of our flight over the Great Barrier Reef and a wine-fueled conversation in Bangkok. But before we get started, I want to talk about connectivity. Thanks to all of you who are watching me live on Periscope right now as I record this intro. You will notice that I have been rather quiet since arriving here in Australia. And that has 100% everything to do with connectivity. Not that the connectivity in Australia is bad, which honestly I kind of thought that it was. But it turns out that my phone sucks. My phone that I bought to replace the crappy iPhone is every bit as crappy, if not much more so. It's just not doing a fantastic job. Now, part of it was due to some connection issues from the area we were in. We were in a beautiful place called Airly Beach, which was awesome, wonderful, near the Whitsunday Islands. It was great, lovely, and wonderful, surrounded by this lovely mountain-type hill area that blocked every cell signal you could possibly imagine. Boo! Connectivity in Arley Beach. Beautiful spot, kind of tough to document because of the terrible connectivity. Well, good news is we're back in civilization, which is Brisbane, so we've got nice big fat cell towers everywhere. The world works as it should, and my phone, we have determined, is not working well with the periscope. So, the thing we're going to try this week as we go out and about is using my phone as a Wi-Fi tether for the iPad which is really, really complicated, but I think we can figure it out. The iPad seems to work great on a Wi-Fi signal. Hopefully my phone's connectivity problems go away when we're not using the phone software and just using the phone as a router. That's the hope, that's the desire. I have no idea, but I know that it's killing me to not be on Periscope showing you guys the wonderful things we see here down under, as they say. So perhaps, perhaps, perhaps we have solved the issue. Groovy? Groovy. All right, kids, enough about that because it is time to start the sixth episode of the second season of the Opportunistic Traveler Podcast. So other than my complete and utter failure to record the Great Barrier Reef on Periscope, what'd you like about the trip, honey? Um, I, 
So I like the entire trip. What I, I don't know what your thoughts were on the Great Barrier Reef coming into this trip to Australia we find ourselves in the middle of. Yeah, I didn't know a lot about it. I mean, I've known of it, but not a lot about it. And for whatever reason, I thought it was further south than where we are. Really? Which is really bizarre, I know. We're pretty far south. I meant further south in Australia. Oh, got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was kind of odd. To, yeah, it's kind of me. right there. It's kind of right there, like out well, this 20 patio. kilometers that Yeah. Way. But it was absolutely beautiful. Now, I thought, where you thought it was further south, I thought it was further here. I thought it was further towards the land. I didn't realize you thought it was closer to closer us? to the to closer to actual mainland oh, Australia. Okay. I didn't realize it was way the hell out there. I it mean, was... I knew there were parts of it that were way the hell out there. Right. But I was assuming that at a place like this, which is the kind of the gateway to the Great Barrier Reef, mm -hmm. I kind of assumed falsely that I'd be able to <laughs> see it from here. You know, I can see why you would think that. And you know what would have fixed both of, or corrected both of our positions had we just simply looked on a map? I, you know, you speak of this, but like, <laughs> like something would be that accessible to us. It's I know. It's kind of bizarre. I know, it's kind of insane. <laughs> and I really wanted to dive the Great Barrier Reef. Right, that's why I'm shocked that you, because well, I've been pushing you to do it. I know, and I didn't do it for, for a, several different reasons. The, the primary reasons were we've been snorkeling. Ooh. You were snorkeling the other day with me, and visibility was kind of eh. yeah. It wasn't it wasn't fantastic. I you know it's it's interesting because I've I've snorkeled a couple places now where I've thought oh my gosh this is I mean you can see everything, and and we didn't have that here. It was it was not fantastic snorkeling. Now I also realize we are inside mm -hmm. of the Great Barrier Reef. We're in the lagoon. Right. Had I gone on the other side of the Great Barrier Reef, which is actually where the, the plane drops off to nowhere. Right. It's likely better. However, not assured. That is true. So environmental conditions, not only stingers, but stingers, you make a stinger suit, I'm not too worried about that one. Environmental conditions were number one, but the second one was just the amount of time it takes to get out there. Doing a dive on the Great Barrier Reef is, a, it's more than a day trip. Yeah. Because you got well, a boat way the heck out there. Right. And it just takes a long time to get there. You do your two tank dives, they typically want to do an overnight. I mean, the ones we were looking at were two and three day right. tours. And I don't know that I want to stay out for two or three days. I've never done a two or three day long dive tour. I, I like to go dive, do a two tank dive, and come back and be done with it. I'm not right. the kind of crazy diver that wants but, to but dive for an entire vacation. Do you think that's because I don't dive? Like, I never have done that, but probably no, so. No, but we've always been together. Right. Oh, that you're probably right. That so, likely has an impact on that. And you know that I can take care of myself, I know you can, right? I know you can. Like, but anyhow, we're we're talking anyway, about what we yes. didn't do. Right? Didn't go dive the the, uh, the reef. And there was a dive that I really wanted you to see. The, the the shipwreck the wreck dive yeah but also that's way the hell up there I just it's just it's just more time than I wanted to okay not a problem more time so we decided to take the uh, the plane right. ride over which on balance it was awesome. beautiful we were a little nervous about the weather though 
um, leading up to it because the the weather was saying it was going to be cloudy and rainy and but it was not. All, it was not. It was beautiful and even our our pilot was. He said it was the nicest he's seen it, and he could say that to everyone. But <laughs> very well may have been part of the banter he puts forth. But right. Yeah. Well, the conditions were near perfect because you want to hit the Great Barrier Reef at or about low tide. Right. And I think we took off about an hour after low tide had hit. Yes, we did. I did that on purpose. Um, I'm not really good at getting up early in the morning and um, I made sure that we hit low tide which meant we were getting up and we were at the uh, <laughs> at the airport which <laughs> we are at the airport <laughs> we were checking in at 7:30 we had to be across the runway That's by 7:30 right. which was easy <laughs> and we were the last ones checking in yep but the flight out was uneventful and it probably took what 20 minutes to get out there yeah maybe 20 minutes to get out to the great barrier um, and and once you get there i know now why they call it the great Barrier Reef because it's really, really great. It should be called the Awesome Barrier Reef. <laughs> I don't think they'll let you rename it. I don't know that great really does it justice, but you know, it's huge. It's massive. It's it's fantastic. Um, I saw two manta rays. Oh, you did? Off of my side. You probably I did didn't not. see them. Um, I saw what appeared to be some sort of large fish. I'm going to assume shark. Not exactly sure okay. what kind, but but it's likely what, yeah. what it was. It wasn't a dolphin. It was it was definitely a, a fish. It wasn't an animal. Okay. It was something along. Saw a couple of those, uh, and loads of sea turtles, which just looked like floating trash can lids. Yeah, I saw some of them. Very easy to see them. <clears throat> what did, what did you see other than the sea turtles that you can think of? Well, I, just the sea turtles really, because most of my my time was spent looking at the reef and making sure I had the right lens on to take the appropriate pictures. Right. Since I did bring, you know, three lenses. You know, I think that a plane might be the better way to see the reef. Because well, there were options to, to, to boat out there. Right. Um, and of course there were helicopter options, which may be the ultimate way to do that. I don't know, we didn't, we didn't do that one. But the, the, here's the challenge with boating out, and I don't know if you noticed this or not. So from the air, the Great Barrier Reef looked awesome. Mm -hmm. Looked amazing. Giant, right. shallow water, you know, and coral, and there's the deep water around it, but it just mm -hmm. looked, looked really amazing. But remember when we flew back in over Chute Harbor? Mm -hmm. There was a big reef right below us as we were doing a couple of turns we were right. waiting, right? That looked very beautiful as well. Very mm -hmm. similar to the Great Barrier Reef, the difference being it's, it's right next to land. Right. It didn't have beautiful blue water on either side of it, but it yeah. looked very much, I thought, like the other reef out there. Mm -hmm. Well, we've been, we've walked to these reefs right. that are close to the shore, and how do they look? Mm, not not so pretty. It looks this kind of gray, green, Mush. moldy thing, which yeah. isn't all that attractive. attractive. So my concern would be taking a boat out there, it's going to look a lot like the reef here. In order to appreciate this, it's kind of like a Monet painting. You need to have some <laughs> distance. Right? I love that you're throwing art. It is, you're, it is. You're such an art appreciate. It's one of those things that is good from afar. <laughs> and I'm just saying that may, it may, some of the luster may be lost if you right. boat out there. I mean, it's not a place you want to go walk around on because you can't. Right. <laughs> or walk and on living coral. You. Bad idea. I just don't think it would be quite as impressive right there. 
Probably not. Unless, Probably. of course, you're in the water diving and looking at the fish, because even then, True. even in the crappiest coral conditions we've seen, you know, where the beach was mad right. when we were scuba diving, or scuba diving, snorkeling. we were snorkeling, once you get underwater and you put your face right next to the reef and all the fish jump out at you, doesn't matter. Right. Just gorgeous. But I don't think you can have a true appreciation for the Great Barrier Reef unless you see it from above. Yeah. That's my I, assumption. I, you know, it was interesting. I liked the um, the pilot we had um, was was really good and would explain as we're going out what reef we were going over. And I, this is something I didn't realize that there are different reefs within the Great Barrier Reef. Like growing up and even, you know, up until recently, I thought it was just one big wall of coral. <laughs> right, right. So, and it kind of is. And then they call it these individual reefs, but I mean, really, every, every reef is made of individual coral polyps that are right. growing to build this huge thing. It, it's got a different name because it's got a different name. There's right. a break in it. So it's, it, yeah, and it, I think the number it gave us, but it was a large, large oh, number yeah, it was like of, uh, of reef bodies. or something like that? I think that, it was even number than that, bigger. Was it? Yeah, okay. it, was, it was pretty fantastic and awesome. I'm glad yeah. we did it. Yeah, I, it's, um, it was the highlight of our whole trip here in the Sundays. The only thing that would have been better Don't had go I there. actually been able to periscope the damn thing like that. But I you tried. did. You did periscope. Well, that's the problem. I did. We didn't. Which means I am a moron. No, I. I think it's okay, babe. Right. Well, that's just life. So, that was I great highly barrier. recommend it. I know. I don't think we did, we've done it justice on this talk about it. No, we haven't. That just means we're lame. More than it means it's lame because seriously, the Great Barrier Reef I, is the awesome barrier reef. But I, but I think it's like the Grand Canyon. Like nothing you could say or take pictures Good of, point. you could ever do it justice. Good point. Like, you know what we should do? Who would win in a fight? The Grand Canyon, <laughs> or the Great Barrier Reef. Yes, you've heard that little snip before. Cassie. Ah, uh, my name is Cassandra Fox Percival. It's a stage name. It's fine to record this. Gave us a wealth of content when Evo and she sat down, each trying to out-funny the other. Clearly, Cassie was the winner, because he's not funny. But he does tend to dominate the conversation, as you'll hear in this short clip that talks about the challenge of keeping connected to family thousands of miles away. So we left our family, our core base, when our son was four months old. Yeah. So. Grandmas and grandpas and great-grandmas and grandpas were all within hours from us. And when our son turned four months old, we basically said the equivalent of, F*** all y'all. And we took off a thousand miles away. Yeah. And said, if you want to see your grandson and or great grandson, and in one case, great, great grandson, you need to either come to see us or wait until we actually come back. And that's, that's brand new. So did they come? 
Some did. We came back a lot. But if you go back a few hundred years, I mean, come on. I mean, we, we are all Europeans in this room. There are four of us right here that are Europeans that are living in Southeast Asia. <laughs> Let's face it, right? It, when, when, when our ancestors took off to wherever we're actually from, the chance of going back home was zero. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't do it, right? When my parents, or my great, 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 whatever, grandparents left wherever in BFE Europe and went to America, they went home exactly zero times a year. Yeah. No Thanksgiving, yeah. no Christmas, no Mother's Day. They never went back but home. I mean, there's still cultures that are doing that around the world. Sure, there certainly are, but, but we are not. and voluntarily. We, and especially digitally. Now we can get Skype, we can pull up our moms, our grandmas, our best friends, our kids, whatever else, and we can be attached wherever and it's weird yeah. and it's wonderful isn't skype amazing i mean skype's made of awesome. skype living abroad for the last 10 years has saved me i mean just to have a smile or somebody's face or anything i mean it's just it really saved me to look let's not give the games too much credit but you're right i mean they did a fantastic job with skype it's really it's, it's okay kind of awesome. it's, yeah. it's danish yeah, so, yeah I, I didn't actually know that no but they they, they also not miss skype they also made the Danish. Really? That little thing? That's it. With the raisins on That's it? That's the one. Get it off. Yeah. Wonderful. That I might have come up with by myself, but Skype, I had no idea. I think I made Danishes before Skype. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I love Skype. I especially like when I talk to my boyfriend's mother and she always has it like right here, you know? So yes. It's like it's typically. Like they don't quite understand that the video goes both ways. Like, right. I, so my, um, I, I have surviving grandparents, and they're they're both over the age of eighty-six years old, and and yes, it is it is always the same way. We see their eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We see their eyeballs and their foreheads, yeah. and and yeah. that is it. And they're looking at us, and they're going hello, hello. But yeah, and they don't eyes. quite give time for that lag time. They don't get lag. Like, yeah. They don't get lag. What's I'm thinking? You grew up in the in, in the telegraph area. It used to be Morse code <laughs> tapping between the two of us. Now conversations and you want to talk yeah. right now. Yeah, my, my dad always used to have it in the car, in his lap, and it was straight into the nose hairs, you know? I mean, just like, and he had a really large, like, Italian nose. You could just see straight in there. Yeah, yeah, okay. Just this big, gigantic nose. I was like, That's okay. fantastic. And that's the show. This week we're hanging out with our friends, Steve and Emily, in Brisbane before we start our house sit assignment. We're having such a great time in Australia and look forward to sightseeing in the Brisbane area. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for all the music used in this episode. For Evo Terra, I'm Sheila D. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. See you next week from Brisbane. Funding for this podcast and all the great content Shivo produced is made possible by listeners just like you. Visit shivo.wtf slash postcards to pledge your support and get a handwritten postcard each month as they travel abroad. Additional funding provided by Travelsmith, inspiring people to go places they've never been and keeping Shivo looking smart and well outfitted on their journey. And if you want to travel the world, it's cheaper than you think. Visit shivo.wtf, how appropriate, 
For more details, and click on the house sitting link to find out exactly how they afford to travel the world in style. See you next time on the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast.